and welcome or welcome back to a Practical Home Podcast. In this space, we discuss all things cottage witchery and home magic. So grab a coffee, get cozy, and stay for a while. Hey everyone, and welcome back to a Practical Home Podcast. Today is going to be a little bit different because I'm actually recording outside at night in my greenhouse and I am going to be potting up some plants that I've been needing to pot up um, while we chat. So I hope the audio is pretty good. I'm going to try and have really minimal um, editing for this episode and um, if you're sowing seeds or potting up or just hanging out, maybe this can be a fun thing that we can do. Maybe I'll do more of these if this is something that's interesting. Um, so if you hear a bunch of taps on the window, I have moths that are trying to get in because I have light in here. And so um, that's, that's what that is. So yeah, I have some notes of just some things that I wanted to chat about today. I wanted to talk about some rituals in the morning that I've been trying to build and um, and then just kind of talk while I'm potting up these plants. Okay, so I have some notes that I'm gonna follow here so I try and stay on task a little bit, but if, um, if I kind of trail off, I apologize. I'm probably getting a bit lost in the rhythm of potting. So I've got my dirt in here with me. I've got a bunch of plants that I need to put into pots. And um, so I'll be kind of just puttering around a little bit. You know, I actually got the idea from this. I really love the podcast On The Ledge. If you're a houseplant person and you like plant podcasts, On The Ledge is fantastic. It's hosted by Jane Perrone probably my favorite plant podcast ever. I've been listening for years. I'm a Patreon member. I got her book just recently and I need to start on that. And I, uh, yeah, I just love it. And every year there is a sew along, um, where, uh, Jane Perrone is in her potting shed, planting up some seeds. And I think occasionally she's done a few ASMR style videos where, or, or, or um, episodes where she is just kind of puttering around. And I just always really like those. So I'm going to start by repotting a prayer plant that I have, a red vein prayer plant. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk about... Um, kind of some updates that I have on the garden so far this year. So, um, I, okay, like, first of all, I guess before I do that, let me talk a little bit about what has been going on in this household, in this cottage, since the last time I posted an episode. So, shortly after posting my last episode, my whole family got sick. We all got who knows what. It was just cycling through the house. And um, my son ended up being hospitalized because of a really high fever. He's fine now, but he's only 17 months. So that was really scary. We've never had a serious illness like that with the kids yet. And really there were like no other symptoms, just a very high fever. And we really didn't know what to make of it. He's also teething. And so it took a little bit of time for us to realize that this was not a normal fever. It just shot up from normal teething fever to, oh, oh, I'm calling 911 um, in a very, very short period of time. Incredibly scary. So that happened. Um, and then um, a couple days later, we were just kind of starting to like recover from that situation. And we got notice that my husband's uncle passed away. And they're in a different state. And we didn't think that we'd be able to get there because the family was all still sick. Um, which it was okay. They ended up not having a funeral um, instead, they're going to have like a memorial at some point in time. And so that kind of worked out okay for timing. Um, but 
like right after that, we were already kind of reeling from that. And then my daughter got sick. Again, really high fever, not nearly as bad as what happened with my son. So, you know, we didn't have to go to the hospital or anything, but um, probably the worst illness she's had so far. I think she's only been sick one other time. Um, and she had the flu then, the stomach flu, um, which was really gross, but we, we survived that. Um, but she didn't even have a fever. I feel like at that time she was just kind of pukey. So I don't know. Um, but she got sick. My husband got sick. Then my parents got sick. Then my grandparents got sick. And then we all started feeling better. And then my grandmother died. And, um, for a while, we were really sure if we were going to have a funeral, if we were going to really do anything, then we decided to do so. And then my uh, other side of the family, grandfather, got COVID. And so, and the family got sick again. It has just been, <laughs> it has been a time the last few months uh, or a few weeks, I tell you. It's been, what, like six weeks, something like that. I don't know how many times I thought I was going to be able to record. I started probably four episodes and never was able to find time to finish them. So I'm just going to kind of keep those episode intros and whatnot in my back pocket and see if I want to bring those back to life in the future. Um, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't quite decided what I'm going to do with that. So the first plant that I'm potting is done. I actually have in my kitchen, I went through this phase phase where I was collecting a bunch of vintage teapots with the anticipation that I'd be able to use them, but I wasn't able to clean out some of the um, spouts the way I just, I couldn't find a cleaning solution or a tool that allowed me to clean some of the grime out of the spouts. And so I've just had them as display in my kitchen, a little copper pot and a little, um, who made this, um, tabletops unlimited, um, this cute little ceramic fruit pattern teapot that I really love. They've just been sitting on the top of my, um, kitchen cabinets for heavens, like two years. I'm not doing anything with them. And I've decided to repurpose them since they have drainage ability. I've decided to repurpose them as, um, pots. Um, and so I'm going to put them actually on my altar, um, later on. And so I thought, well, that's a project that I'll do today. So I potted up that first one in the little copper one. And then I have a, what is this? Um, I've had one of these before. It's a Pylea, I think. No, no, no. It's a Peperomia, but I can't think of the name of it. Silver Sprinkles, maybe? Um, I have one of these that I just picked up at the plant store for Mother's Day. And I'm going to put that, since it's a bigger plant, I'm going to put that in the fruit kettle. I just noticed that the handle's a little wonky on that. Okay, I think that's fine. So, um, am I going to do this as a cash pot? Would that make more sense? It's not tall enough. Maybe I can put a layer of dirt and leave it as a cash pot. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. I feel like the plant might be too small for this pot. So I think I'm going to do that. I'm just going to do a cash pot for right now. So, okay, where was I? Talking about all of the illnesses that we had and I've literally lost my shovel. There it is. Okay. My little spade. Garden trowel. Um, so yeah, that's how my last couple of weeks have gone. But we are finally at a place where everyone is healthy. We just had a memorial for my grandmother um, last weekend, and then they had their burial today. Um, she was cremated, and they just laid her in a plot that they had previously for my grandfather. Um, so, yeah, kind of got all that a little bit settled. And so I'm trying to make the use of what time I have, because who knows when something crazy is going to happen <laughs> and we're going to be back to, you know, doing who knows what. 
So, okay, I think that's going to be really cute. It looks kind of weird now, but I think once the Peperomia fills in a little bit more and gets a bit bigger, or should I just plant it up? Ugh, no, not yet. I'm really worried that that's not going to drain very well and then it's going to stress because it's in too big of a pot. So I'm just going to put those aside and moving on to some of the other plants that I have. So... Um, so that's my family update. So in the cottage, really we haven't done a whole lot. Um, I have worked on the garden and took a vacation a couple of weeks ago and I managed to get, um, my squash, my butternut squash, my spinach, carrots, lettuce, um, cucumbers planted. So all of those have been planted. They're all coming up and looking good. And all of the herbs that I have planted for my apothecary are planted, um, are all the herbs that I bought seed of. And most of them are doing pretty well. I do have one, you can go on this journey with me. I have one mystery pot where I made labels for all of the pots of herbs that I was planting from seed. And then I had this one plant left over that did not have a, a label, one pot. And I honestly could not remember if I put a seed in it or not, or if I had just made too many dirt filled pots. I just really wasn't sure. So I've just been watering it to see if anything sprouted and something has sprouted. And it honestly looks like time. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what pops out of it, but I'm just continuing to water it. It's this mystery plant until it finally blooms. Who knows what it is. And then over in my herbs, I've got, what do I have? I have um, a pot of clover that I have, oregano, um, hera, chamomile, chives, cilantro, lavender, basil, fennel, rosemary, sage, French thyme, um, wintergreen, parsley, and marjoram. My marjoram and my basil are doing really, really, really well. Um, and my French thyme is looking really good. Um, my other ones are just kind of starting to pop up. But I did pick up a pot of um, mint while I was at the nursery the other day. And um, I got the lemon mint, right? I picked up the chocolate mint. That's right, I got the chocolate mint. Um, I need to... Yeah, chocolate mint. I need to go back and get the lemon mint. Um, so I got my chocolate mint and I've had chocolate mint, growing, chocolate mint growing before and I really like it. And I think it will do really well here in the greenhouse along with the other herbs. So I'm excited for that. I also picked up a really big rosemary while I was here, um, while I was at the nursery because I wanted a bigger rosemary potted in ground, planted in ground, um, by my garden intro. And I knew that my seed would not quite get there and ready to be in the ground. So I got something else really big, really beautiful. Um, I'm excited about that. What else did I pick up? Um, I got a little peony at the nursery. I got some marigolds. I got um, a hydrangea that I need to pot up tonight. And then I got some ground covering plants that I'm really excited about. So my, oh, I also picked up um, this really cute Tradescantia. If you're um, a Tradescantia fan, I got the teddy bear vine, which is the fuzzy Tradescantia. Oh my gosh, it is so cute. So cute. And I picked up a strawberry plant. Um, I picked up a strawberry plant and um, I am hopeful that it will do well. It seems like it's okay right now. So other than the garden, the chickens are outside. You guys, I finally got that coop up. <laughs> I got it up weeks ago and the chickens have been out there. They have been loving it. And I am so excited to A, not have them in the house anymore, but also see them thrive outside. That is so good to see. I'm actually going to, I think I'm gonna pot up this hydrangea first. Let me move this over. Okay, so, um, but I, oh, it's in this really interesting container that has a guard on it. Can I pop that off easily or do I need scissors? Ooh. Well, I think I can pop it off. It's like a hanging plant thing. There we go. Um, 
So yeah, the chickens are outside. They're doing fantastic. They're getting really big. Um, our, right now our Easter eggger or our olive eggger technically is the biggest chicken. And then we have two Australorps, um, who are blue Australorps who are pretty good size as well. And then we have two buff Orphingtons and, um, I can't remember, I think I hadn't picked up my chickens yet in the last episode that I recorded. I'm pretty sure. Um, but I, so an update for that, we got six, three buff Orphingtons on a Friday night and then Saturday morning, one of the buffs had passed. So that leaves us with five and we considered, I'm going to use my rose pruning shears to cut this plastic because I cannot get it off. Um, we decided to not replace that chicken. I thought maybe we were just only meant to have five. Um, there was something wrong with that chicken. I could tell we did not get to choose what we were picking out. Um, they just kind of put them in the box for us. And when I got her home and in the tent, we did one of those pet tents. I just knew there was something off about that chicken. She just wasn't as mobile. Um, there's just clearly something different. So she didn't seem to want to go to the food and water either. And we were really trying to guide her. So in the morning, when I went to go check on the chickens early in the AM, um, one of them was not underneath the incubator thing, the electric brooder. And so I, I imagine there was a combination of things that caused her to pass. Some of it was probably there. She had something wrong. She was sick when she got there. And thankfully the other chickens did not get sick, but also she probably got really cold at night. Um, I, I thought I was worried initially that it was like a bullying situation and the other chickens didn't let her under, but seeing how they all were with each other and they didn't come from the same, um, batch of eggs. I, I don't think that was the case. I think that genuinely, um, she just did, was never meant to make it. So yeah, so we have our five chickens. They were inside for their six week period and then living in my office. It was so noisy. Um, at some point in time, we moved them into the entryway of the house. Um, because they were just too noisy. I work from home half the time and spilling dirt everywhere. I work from home half the time and it, they were just too noisy for, um, when I was having meetings, it was just like crazy. Every time I'd be in there, they'd be squawking and fighting with each other and whatnot. So we moved them out when I was on my little mini gardening vacation that week. And that has been fantastic, honestly. I'm just so excited to see them thrive. They're really sweet. We've handled them every day and exposed them to the kids. And um, I don't think they're going to be, <laughs> you know, my daughter's hoping for like Chicoletta from Paw Patrol. She wants like a purse chicken. I don't think they're going to be quite like that. But I try to remind myself while they deserve love and respect like any animal um they're not pets or livestock um which basically just means i am not like holding them 24 7 i got dirt on my laptop i'm not holding them 24 7 you know i'm just i'm making sure they're cared for and then i'm just kind of letting them do their thing um i don't want them to be too dependent on me so which i feel like it's a struggle to make chickens pets anyway because they are pretty pretty independent and they're not super they're like really social but they're not super intelligent animals um so while they can be really affectionate um you know they don't really comp comprehend that they're like a pet versus not a pet so um let's see just finishing up the dirt in this one here. So yeah, what else? What else? Okay. So that's basically what's going on with the garden and with all the homestead stuff. Um, nothing really inside has changed. We have had a number of, um, house situations that have 
not been too bad from comparison to how they could be. So I feel really glad to know that the protections that I have in the house are doing their job and um, minimizing impact. And the money bowls that I have set up are drawing money and keeping us from losing too much money. So that's good because we had a couple plumbing issues and a few other things that, you know, didn't break my bank, um, which is always good news. So all is going well in that area. Um, looking at my notes, what else do I have going on? Do, 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 do. Oh, the outdoor buildings. So yeah, I'm working on getting the outdoor buildings finished to kind of round off the greenhouse and garden stuff this year. So I am still needing to put flooring in the greenhouse and I want to actually lay some black salt in here um, in between the different layers of flooring so I need to come out and do that at some point in time to add some further protections out here but yeah I think everything else that I've made the charms and everything I'm good with everything seems to be doing well everything's thriving out here so I'm really excited about that So I did actually pull a card before I came out here. I'm going to take a little break so I can have some water. Excuse me. So I have the Herb Crafters Tarot out today and I drew my card earlier and it was the Ace of Earth, the Nettle card. And I actually, I'm going to grab the little booklet because I thought it had such a really nice um, write-up for this. So this is the um, the Ace of Pentacles or Discs, whatever other symbol is used for the Earth symbol in tarot decks. Um, so the Nettle card. Health and wealth may begin with a sting. Take the next step, even if it hurts. Let your gifts take root into the physical world. And then um, there's this fun little quip here about the Nettle card. So... A dense evergreen forest is brimming with life. The broken branches of giant moss-covered evergreen trees make way for the sun. A healthy stand of nettles is illuminated. The tiny poison-filled syringes on the leaves and stems glisten in the light. An admiral butterfly flies about until it lands to lay eggs underneath one of the, the serrated leaves. So the Herb Crafters Tarot is a really beautiful deck. And they have like a crafting kind of piece on most cards, all cards. I think it's all cards, yeah. So crafting with the Ace of Earth. Number one is take charge of your well-being with a bite. Wild craft young nettle tips and make a pesto. Dye journal paper with nettle tea. Commit to your next steps in writing. And the number three is share your projects and plans with trusted friends. I don't think I live in an area where nettle grows wild. And that's pretty sad to me because I see people on YouTube and hear about them picking nettle when the season is right. And I just don't think that's a thing that I can do. I don't think we have nettle growing. I've never seen it growing out here, which is kind of a bummer. I have to just like plant some and pretend that I'm foraging. Okay. Gosh, the moths really want to come in. So, um, let's see. For the moon phase this month, um, we are a couple days away from the new moon. So I need to get some new moon water prepared, but I have been thinking about what I want for my intentions this month. Um, and I am not a huge astrology person in the sense of I don't always align what I am manifesting during each cycle to align with the strengths of the sign that the moon is in, the phase is in. I kind of just do my own thing. Um, and I think that's just because astrology has never really clicked with me 100%. But some of it I enjoy. Some of it I just don't connect with. So 
this month, I think what I'm going to be working on is slowing down and appreciating things. That is something that I definitely feel like I have struggled with and I need to take specific time out of my day to day and work on. And that, that leads me into some of the rituals, the morning routine that I have been building this spring. So I, I get up a couple hours before I need to leave for work and I have an hour long commute for my job and I commute a couple times a week. Sorry, just grabbing some water. And the next plant. I think I'm gonna do the marigolds. Um, so I, ooh, you know what? I think I'm gonna plant the marigolds. What on earth is that? Hmm, some kind of crazy banging going on in my neighborhood. I'm gonna plant the, the marigolds with these brown coverings as well. My daughter picked up a couple random plants when we were at the plant shop. Let me see what I think would work best here. I think maybe not that, this. Maybe this. I don't know, I'll take a picture of all of these so you can see what I'm doing, but trying to make a little arrangement here. Um, no, I think that's too many. I'm just gonna put these two together. Yeah. Pink and orange, orange and purple. Hmm, I think I'm gonna actually go with that purple, that purple, yeah, okay. So, they all have the same light requirements. So, um, I have been consciously trying to set some different morning rituals for myself and sticking to a more mindful um, point of view when I'm getting ready since I have so much extra time and I don't really have a lot of extra time. It's not like I'm able to really just like sit on the couch, um, with, you know, two kids to get ready, myself to get ready, my husband to get up and off and out to the office. Um, getting ready for a long commute requires some extra stuff. Plus I have two dogs that I need to get ready. I have plants that I need to water, a, grand, a garden that I need to take care of chickens that I need to get ready. So, um, I don't have a lot of extra time in the morning, but, um, I'm trying to, any minute that I have free, I'm trying to do something kind of useful with. And sometimes my mornings do look different, to be fair. On the mornings that I don't commute, I do still have to get up and, um, get everyone ready. But I, you know, I don't have to drive in, so I don't have to leave as early. So if I get up at the same time, I have usually about an hour of, you know, more time to myself. Um, and then on Fridays, my kids still go to my mom's house for daycare and I'm at home. So <laughs> I get a little bit more time there. I get some extra time to like spend in the garden and whatnot mid morning. So some of the things that I have been working on for a more magical morning routine to help my spiritual journey is number one, trying to have mindful stretching, meditation, or yoga. Something that is good for my mind and my body at the same time. I am often the person who just gets up and springs into action. Um, and, and I don't take the time to really focus on, in the morning at least, right when I get up, I don't focus on how am I feeling physically and mentally. I'm not great sometimes with checking in with myself. And as we've had a really stressful year this year, I have gotten worse with checking in with myself. And I can tell that a lot of things suffer when I'm not doing that. My... I feel like my relationship with my friends and family suffers, my stress rate goes up, my blood pressure increases. Um, I can definitely see it in my houseplants. I can see, you know, they're a great reflection of my mental health. And so I can tell that I haven't checked in with myself that well this year. And I've been sick this year in ways that I haven't in the last couple of years. So, Starting my morning 
if I'm able to, I try to do some mindful stretching. And so what I mean by that is I give myself often before I even get out of bed, I start stretching my back and my legs, the things that usually give me the most grief at my age. And then I'll sit up and I'll stretch my arms. And while I'm doing all of this, I am trying to focus on my breathing, trying to clear my mind. Um, sometimes I say positive affirmations to myself in my head while I'm doing it, just as a way to keep my heart rate low and keep myself focused on a positive mindset. Um, really just preparing my myself before I enter a stressful situation. And I find the stretching is really good for my back um, and helps me get out of bed and spring into action a little bit easier. Um, with the meditation, kind of the same thing, except maybe on days where I feel like I don't really feel like stretching necessarily, but I still want to have quiet reflection with myself, I will um, try and do some light meditation, usually with my first cup of coffee. And I'll, I'll talk about intentional coffee here in a little bit, but usually with my first drink, I will try and have some quiet reflection. Sometimes that is in my yard, in my garden. Sometimes that's in this greenhouse. Sometimes it's at my altar. And sometimes just, if I can, it's five minutes at, on my couch. Um, but again, I, I think about those positive affirmations to say to myself, I focus on what objectives I have for the day, but in a, in a more spiritual way, not just what's on my to-do list. I think about what I want to achieve overall in my spiritual path and how I can take a step towards that. And not only does it really help my mind and make me feel good, um, I feel like it definitely makes me feel more spiritual and more witchy. And um, I, I like anything that makes me feel a bit witchy before I go to a corporate job. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm always an appreciator of that. Um, okay. Okay. Greenhouse floor is up and up. Sweep some of this dirt off the surface here. Okay, I'm gonna take a quick break and pop these bigger plants outside, and then I will be back. Okay, I am back. So that is my kind of first start to the morning is trying to do something with meditation, sometimes a little bit of yoga, um, but often just mindful stretching really does the trick for me. The next thing that I typically incorporate every morning into my routine is some intentional time with a coffee ritual. I'm a coffee drinker and I do love a good cup of hot tea as well, but I don't know. I am just set in my ways and I, I really love starting the day with a delicious cup of coffee. And I have the same kind of ritual that I do with my coffee every morning. Um, so I usually add some type of cream into my coffee. I like my coffee kind of white, <laughs> lots of milk and or creamer in it. And um, I always add a bit of cinnamon into my coffee or I add cinnamon and stir with a, coffee, with a cinnamon stick, but usually it's just a dash of cinnamon in there. And, um, Cinnamon is a great spice to really perk up the senses, activates your brain. It also adds a bit of fire to whatever intention you're setting for that day. And I use it in any of my spell work where I need something to be kicked into action. And I follow the same rule with my first cup of coffee. So I keep it on my coffee bar, I sprinkle it in, and I remind the cinnamon itself that it is powerful, that it's vivacious, and I re request that it provides me the energy and the drive that I need to make it through the day to survive whatever might be thrown at me. And as I mentioned, I often take that cup of coffee, sit in my garden, sit at my altar, sit on my couch sometimes <laughs> and, and have that cup of coffee. And I'm very intentional about it. Um, I think about a lot of things. I think about what I want to achieve, who I want to be. Um, and I 
I think about the heat entering my body and let that be kind of like heat in my soul, in my spirit for what I'm, whatever I'm doing. Sorry, I'm getting very sniffly out here, allergy season. So next, what I usually do in most of my days is I like to wake up my home. I really feel such a, a magical energy that sprinkles whenever I wake up my home. It's like, it's like it's electricity shooting out of everywhere. And waking up my home is really opening all of my uh, mini blinds, pulling back my curtains. I let the sun rise into my home and then fill my home with natural light. I love having natural light in the house. Then I typically light a white candle in my living room. I have one very specifically that I burn um, for kind of when I'm getting myself together for the day. And that candle symbolizes peace in my home and to my family. And I, I um, you know, like to bless this space because that's where we get ready for work and school. And I like to bless that area before we venture outside of the home. Um, I also have a lot of room sprays that I'll use. I make with essential oils. Some are, Sometimes it's for protection. Other times I have some for inducing calm. It kind of just depends on what is going on in our house. Um, if I want a lavender blend, a citrus blend, maybe something else. Um, and I'll spray that in the living room. I also typically put lavender spray on our um, clothes usually for the kids, so they can kind of keep a more balanced, calm energy. And then I spray citrus on the clothes that I'm gonna be wearing to work and usually the clothes that my husband's gonna be wearing to work. Although I don't think that he notices I do that. <laughs> and I do that as kind of a burst of energy, um, setting off creativity in my mind um, whenever I catch that, that scent. And um, I go around, I check on plants, I um, get all of our stuff ready. I bless those items before I leave. Um, I feed my dogs and I say a prayer for them, I feed my other animals and say a prayer for them. And so I just like kind of waking up the energy and, um, preparing for it. I feel like I tend to do that every morning to some degree you know sometimes it's like full-blown I'm doing 15 things and other times it's just a few little things that I do here and there but it's something that we we have gotten into the habit in over the years of always following some kind of wake-up routine in the house and if I have time I will also do a card draw of the day um, I try I'm trying really hard to do that every day to have something to focus on um, and and that kind of sets me into a certain mood. Um, and I'll use multiple decks. Sometimes I gravitate more towards tarot. Maybe I will pick up Oracle instead. It really depends on my mood. And I always do this at my altar and usually with a candle lit. Um, maybe not always, it kind of depends, but I'll always do my morning ritual, uh, my morning draw at my altar space. And then once I draw it, I leave it on my altar all day and then I try to look at it as often as I can. If I'm leaving for the day, I'll actually take a picture of it so that I have it on my phone and I can kind of go back to it and remind myself of what that message is for the day. And I had mentioned um, watering my plants when I'm waking up the house, but my plant care in the morning is something that I love doing so much. It's probably my favorite part of my morning routine. And I love checking in with my plants. I'm just grabbing my journal here so I can log some things that I planted. Um, I love checking in with them and making sure that, um, you know, not only is the plant healthy, but I, I talk to my plants. I have, you know, I care for them and I, I feel like I have a really strong relationship, especially with some of them. Um, you know, every plant in my collection, in my home, I care about, but some have been with me for a very long time and I have a really strong attachment to, and two plants I care for as a part of my spiritual practice, uh, part of my deity worship. And so I always check in with those and do whatever I need to do there. 
and um, I find that just to be so relaxing, so grounding, and they're just like really great, in my opinion, spiritual tools to, to use. And so I'm always so excited when I can spend time with my plants and get to understand the different cycles that they go through. So you know if they're getting a little bit droopy, um, if they're changing color, if they're dropping leaves, understanding not only is this an illness or something I need to be worried about, or maybe does it need water, but also just understanding the natural rhythms that they have when they go dormant and then come back to life. That is a great reminder for me, especially in my practice, of the different cycles that we go through, not only in life, but in things that interest us or drive us. Like, for example, I know that my practice has definitely ebbed and flowed over the years of, you know, depending on my mental health, my physical health, um, what's going on with my family, what's going on with my life. Like there, there are different definitely been times where I've been able to dedicate more time and resources than I have at other times. And the, it just kind of reminds me that that's okay. Um, because that's what everybody goes through. You know, that's what every, every plant, everything goes through. So I really enjoy that time that I have with them. On the weekends, I'll definitely like go through and prune, pull out dead leaves. Sometimes I repot things or I set like a, like a goal for Saturday and Sunday of what I want to repot or maybe just change the dirt out on. And when I do that, I, you know, reset the purpose of those plants, whether they be protection items in the home or, or things like that. I mentioned also the outside care that I have for my greenhouse, for my garden, for my animals. So I am on a pretty tight schedule, but if I'm, if I'm okay with time, you know, I, I try to clean up the area a bit. Like I always have dog poop and whatnot that I have to pick up, but I'll make sure that like no trash has blown into my yard in the mornings and I can clean that up. So no animal gets into it. Um, I also fill my bird feeders. I leave snacks out for the squirrels and I leave water out for all the animals. So I like to do that in the morning to get kind of as a, um, like an offering, I suppose, to to all of the different souls that I have living in my area. Um, I, I want and, and try very hard to have a really nice connection to all the animals in my area. And um, I don't know, I think there's just something really fun with that. And it really makes me feel closer to all the land spirits that I have on my property. And while I'm out there, I try to say, you know, a silent thank you to the trees in my yard for providing shelter, character, beauty, homes for animals um, in my space and, and just really enjoying everything that they, they do for us. Um, and I just, I just really enjoy being in the presence um, and peace of my garden and I let that earth magic surround me and try and fill me. Again, some mornings are more chaotic than others. I have a toddler and well, I have two toddlers now. And um, sometimes I really don't have time for anything like brushing my teeth. But if I do have that time, I try and, and appreciate what I have in my in my area. And as the days grow warmer, I typically don't wear shoes when I'm going outside. And I allow myself that time as earthing as well. I have a whole episode where I talked about earthing a while back. And I really... Sometimes I feel like I crave it, just getting my feet in dirt and just being a part of the ground. Like just something about that really connects to me. I also mentioned earlier about my dogs. I, I take care of them. And so I try and when I feed them every morning and give them water, um, you know, they're really important creatures too. And they serve a really strong function in my life. And so for them, I bless the food that I'm giving them. I say a prayer for them. And when I'm doing my deity worship, they're always included in that prayer where I'm hoping to keep them safe and keep them healthy. And I want them to be protected while I'm gone from them all day long. Um, and I, I feel the same way about, you know, I keep snails. I'm a snail keeper and I also have my chickens now. And I do the same for all of them as well, especially when I'm doing their feedings in the morning. Um, 
it's a fun time for them and it's a really great way to incorporate your kids and the rest of your family into some type of nice um like prayer routine especially if you don't or if you're not in the habit of saying grace or um, a prayer over your own meal, um, it's kind of fun to be able to to do something nice for for the pets and and it feels, you know, sometimes I feel like when you're a bit removed from that, it's easier to digest um, as opposed to maybe doing it at your own meal or for your own food. So it's a great way if somebody's a little outside of your practice to start to bring them in gently. Oh boy, what do I have left? Do with these plants. I think for some of these smaller ones, I'm gonna leave them in their pot for right now. Oh, I don't know. My Tradescanti does not need to be repotted yet. Um, I just repotted up some Dracinia, and I feel like it's getting a little sun bleached, so I don't know if I need to move that. I need to figure out what to do with that plant. Um, sorry, I got sidetracked, but. I also find um, glamour magic to be a great morning ritual for myself. Glamour magic was something that I kind of stopped doing a few years ago. Honestly, probably during lockdown and, and everything that happened in 2020, I probably just felt unmotivated to do any glamour magic at all at that point. But recently I've been doing it again, and it's really brought me some strength that I've needed to overcome some insecurities that I have. And, I mean, you can go as full on with glamour magic uh, or as minimal as you choose to. You can do a full face of makeup, a, you know, a full thing of a jewelry routine, uh, the clothing that you wear, specific colors that give you certain power. I mean, you can really, you can really make it as complicated um, as you want. I mean, it's your armor. You can do whatever you want with it. I, I, some days when I'm going into a really important meeting. I definitely set the color that I'm going to be wearing to, to be a really fierce, um, confident color. And I feel like that really boosts that for me. I definitely change up my jewelry, change up my makeup for those days. The day-to-day -day that I have, I just find some protection um, in just wearing a little bit of makeup. I'm that kind of person who wears lipstick all the time. And um, I feel like Taylor Swift was that person who always wore eyeliner and red lipstick that was the staple even if she was going to go to the gym and I feel like I just don't look like myself and feel like myself if I don't wear lipstick every day it's probably my favorite piece of makeup I also slap on a little bit of easy eyeshadow just to make my eyes pop and I have a couple other products that I put on my face and on my body um, that are a part of that that armor that I build but glamour magic just really helps me it's a very simple way I have to get dressed anyway I have to do do this anyway and and um, treating it as glamour magic not only adds that little element of witchiness to to my day which I really enjoy but also um, just really puts me in the right mindset throughout the day you know anytime I go to the bathroom see myself in the mirror at work anything like that I'm reminded that I am armored to take on this day and I am powerful and my intentions will ring true and and it just really kind of, I don't know, pumps me up. <laughs> Lastly, something that I've tried to really start incorporating, I have that hour commute every morning that I do travel into work and sometimes it's podcasts, sometimes it's true crime episodes. Sometimes it's an audiobook. Sometimes it's Missy Elliott under construction. <laughs> so, you know, like it's, it varies. Um, but when I sometimes just want to have a little bit of quiet time, or maybe I'm just not feeling the vibe of whatever I'm listening to, I try to have prayer or um, kind of like a focused meditation. It's just quiet time, really, in the car. Um, prayer is really nice in the car. Like I find that I'm a lot more comfortable um, speaking to deities out loud in my car. I'm certainly the only one there. Certainly no one is able to hear me. And, um, you know, which I still have some insecurity about. And it, um, I don't know, it's just a really great way for me to speak my mind, to get my feelings out there, to work through things. And, and I'm, I'm able just in the quiet drive that I have, I don't have bumper to bumper, city driving. I have country highway driving. And so I really don't have a lot out there except maybe some deer. Um, but it's peaceful enough 
that I feel like I'm able to receive messages a lot clearer. And I really like that. It's, it's a good, even though I have the road there and I'm focused on the road when I drive, um, I don't have all the other distractions around me and I, you know, family, housework, commitments that I have going on, other people, family, friends, and I can just really focus on my connection and that conversation that I'm always trying to build. So I really enjoy that. I think it's a really good use of my time. It doesn't happen for me every day. Sometimes it just doesn't feel right. Um, sometimes it's just like five minutes and then we yeah, have back to Missy Elliott under construction. <laughs> but... Um, when I can make use of it, I, I, I feel very uplifted. And by the time I get to work, I really feel like I've, it's, it's like I've had a therapy session or, you know, like I've done some kind of verbal shadow work. And um, I don't know, it just, it feels really good for my spirit. And so um, it's something that I'd like to keep doing um, as, it's, as it feels right. I think I have potted up everything that I wanted to for right now. I need to snap some pictures when I have better lighting of the teapots that I've planted and hopefully they those come out well but if you like this style let me know. Um, I know it's kind of me rambling and chit-chatting. I'll try to have more of an outline for the next time but I'll certainly try to start a little bit earlier. I'm in here like in the pitch black darkness right now, but I have lights on the outside of my greenhouse that are illuminating this. But um, if you like this format, I wanna know, cause I think this is fun and I'd like to do it again. Minimal editing is always nice. And um, it's quiet out here. And I heard an animal earlier, so I hope that I don't leave this greenhouse and get attacked by a raccoon, but we'll find out. Um, if I don't ever post again. <laughs> so we will chat again soon. I still have more to come. I have a few book reviews that I want to chat about coming up and some deck reviews, some Oracle and Tarot decks that I feel like really connect to me as a cottage witch. And so I want to talk about those coming up and I have some other I have, I think I have my entire year planned out for outlines. Um, so some really good stuff. I need to get some research done, but some of it um, is already written up and ready to go. I just need to find time to record. Um, but maybe these kinds of nights will be, you know, make it more feasible. So have a fantastic, when this comes out, it'll probably be the first quarter moon phase. Have a fantastic new moon and first quarter phase have a uh, beautiful weekend, beautiful week ahead. Take care of yourself. We'll chat soon. Take care of yourselves. <laughs> That's really my message. Bye-bye. <laughs>